Hello, 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 and welcome to another lovely episode of What They Don't Tell You at the Hair Salon. It's me, your favorite indie author extraordinaire, LaDosha Wrights, coming to you live and direct from Cleveland, Ohio, giving you the huggy lowdown of what they don't tell you at the hair salon. But as or and as usual, we're going to start our podcast off with some interesting current events of the day. And so last week, we started our podcast off with the current events of Black Lives Matters, power to the people who are out there continuing to protest for all of us to have some more rights, some more respect, some more justice, because no justice, no peace. We talked about those street paintings that the um, uh, mayor, uh, Muriel Bowser of uh, Washington, yeah, the mayor, uh, Muriel Bowser of Washington, D.C., when she painted the Black Lives Matters, um, you know, um, uh, wording right in front of 1600 or on 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. I thought that was like pretty much dope. Well, today, guess what? They continue to, you know, plaster those uh, words on all the streets throughout the United States of America. I think Detroit, they broke the mold and and our homeboys and homegirls in Detroit, they actually wrote power to the people um, on one of the streets in Detroit City. So I believe that, you know, the the change is coming, the change is changing, and we are beginning to wake up. We are beginning to hold um, the descendants of colonizers accountable for their atrocities against Africans, um, and, you know, and, and the history of the Americas, and of course, and beyond, because we're also beginning to see that, you know, uh, Africans of the diaspora and Britain, who are also descendants of slavery, that they're that their descendants of colonizers, they too, um, you know, are feeling the wrath and are starting to hold those descendants of colonizers accountable as well. So that's my new buzzwords, descendants of colonizers, as we are descendants of Africans because we were stolen. And so, um, so the so the conversation of current events continue to evolve. The fight for justice, the fight for equality, you know, the the fight for you know fairness. You know, we are beginning to win um, this battle, and I believe it's going to be ongoing because we know that in the history of the United States, that this country was truly, you know, not never intending for um, the people that they stole from Africa and their descendants to ever be free people, nor citizens, nor to have any rights. So this is not going to, you know, definitely be overturned and, uh, you know, protest throughout, you know, the formation and development of this country. I believe this will, this will continue for quite some time, but at some point it is going to end because we are not giving up. Uh, next up would be number 45. His rally was not heavily attended. I think that was pretty funny because um, I heard he was bragging that this place was going to be packed. And it's no big secret that I don't watch TV. So I do rely on social media, um, the post to let me know what's going on. So I understand that this guy, you know, he did not fare too well. But his rhetoric remained the same. Uh, I'm here working at the salon. And so customers are sharing with me that they actually watched his rally. 
and he continues to uh, pretty much promote that the pandemic is not real. So that's a, a segue into the reality the pandemic is real. So my best friend, his name is Kevin Chilherd, and he has a, um, a blog talk radio that he hosts every Wednesday on Facebook, which I encourage everyone to sign up, um, you know, or follow him rather on his my chill talk is called chill talk i'm sorry chill talk on facebook so follow him and listen to his podcast every wednesday night and so last wednesday we, we were up to like one o'clock in the morning with the big debate with some of the members from uh, the Ra squad and the coffee uh, pie uh, masi warriors against some of the pseudo um uh, people who are uh, pseudo healthcare people who are out there promoting, you know, and primarily African-American communities that the pandemic the, is not real um, as a result of the co coronavirus, that the pandemic is like, you know, made up, they're making, they're creating this pandemic for world domination and control and all this other hoopla. So to all of you who are listening, please do not listen to that. And so what I have to say to anyone who is out there promoting the use of herbs and natural remedies and who are also promoting 5G and the theory that the coronavirus, you know, was made up to for some type of world domination or control. I want you guys to understand you have to be responsible with your leadership. And per the Amara squad and the illustrious, intelligent, well-educated, well-read members of the Kafi um, uh, Masi warriors, listen guys, you have to be scientific literate. So if you're going to promote this stuff, please, you know, um, leave us some resources, leave us some research, something that validates and confirms what you're saying versus a lot of conspiracy theories. This will not help um, the responsibility of individual citizens to take care of themselves and make good decisions to survive a pandemic. So I understand everybody, you know, opinions are like cell phones, guys. Everybody has one. But if you're going to be out there promoting your stuff, then per these scholars, please let's be scientific literate and let's be responsible with that leadership, okay? So that's my, my take on the pandemic. I do wear my mask. I do practice social distancing. I do uh, wash my hands to help, help slow the spread. No, I have not been out to any, you know, activities, just the store to the gas station. So I plan on being around as long as I can. And like they said, you know, part of this virus is that you could be asymptomatic. You could be shedding this and you may not be aware of it. So everyone, please, let's continue to be responsible during this pandemic. And now I'm going to talk about what they don't tell you at the hair salon about the right techniques. Last week, we talked about the right products, the right tools, and the right techniques. So let's get down to why you guys really listen to this podcast. Techniques, techniques. Ladosha, what are you talking about when you're talking about techniques? Um, so there are a few things I want you to understand um, about techniques. Uh, a few things. So number one, techniques are key. Techniques, they have their foundation um, in hair care. Um, techniques, they particularly come from the cultural practice of styling hair that takes place in any 
um, you know, setting of a family structure. So the family can be two people or more. Um, and it could also be an individual who's influenced by their family. Now, family doesn't necessarily mean your biologicals, but just the people that you are around is what I'm referring to when I say family. So this is where we get our techniques from primarily. The second way we get our techniques uh, are pretty much right now via artificial intelligence, like what you're listening to now, <laughs> the podcast, you know, social media, computers, the internet, artificial intelligence, uh, you know, definitely, definitely are the new way that parents are turning to get some help on techniques. Now, techniques require, you know, a few things They require strength. They require skill. They require dexterity. They require timing. Um, they require deductive reasoning. Um, they require logic. So all of these things are needed to, you know, bring about a wonderful hairstyle, something as simple as a ponytail, to wash and go, to cornrow braiding, to just all out, you know, tendrils of curls and all types of stuff. So you need to have those modalities as a part of your um, techniques when it comes to, you know, how you want to style your hair. Now, me being a hairstylist, you know, I see a lot of interesting things when it comes to technique. Now, um, the most popular thing that I see when it comes to technique, uh, number one would be avoidance. A lot of people want to avoid technique. They want to cookie cut. They want to somehow, um, you know, just cut through the chase and get down to the nitty gritty. You know what, guys? There are no shortcuts to excellence. There's only one way to get from this seat to that seat. You're going to have to get up and physically exert yourself by moving your legs and your arms, by inhaling and exhaling, and using your eyes to get to that other seat across the room or even right next to you. And you know what? It takes that same type of ingenuity to execute a simple or complex hairstyle. So techniques are important. There is no way to shortcut them. Um, there is no way um, that I would suggest that you avoid them. Now, can they be simplified? Of course. And so artificial intelligence and ye good old fashioned modeling per your culture are more than likely the predominant ways to learn the technique. Uh, some people can teach themselves various techniques, sorry. Um, some people can do that. But again, even if you are self-taught, you are still borrowing something from another influence of school. But for the most part, someone is going to teach us, be it in person or online. And so these are the best ways to learn those modalities you know, um, strength, of uh, dexterity, of precision, of accuracy, of deductive reasoning, of prediction, of timing. This is what it takes to style hair. So I know you're like, come on, Dosha, what are you talking about? Dexterity, skill, precision, deductive reasoning, timing. Yeah, these things are very important because if you take too long, guess what? you're not gonna wanna do it. 
If the part isn't exactly right, then guess what? You're not going to like your hairstyle. You know, if it hurts because you didn't have the right strength, you used it incorrectly, you know what? You're not going to want to do it. So you see, these are the reasons why I'm pointing out, I'm using those adjectives, those verbs to describe and give you some visuals on why techniques are so important. I'm also going to give you two examples of why techniques are also very, very, very important. So I'm going to start off with one. I had a mother who was from Bulgaria, I believe that's where she was from, and she has a daughter who has the stereotype of Afro-textured hair. She's here in America, she and her husband, they are both surgeons, and she's not understanding her role uh, in, in helping to manage this texture hair because she believes that um, the textured hair is something uh, to the fault of the child. Um, so some of this, she's just, you know, either she's making it up along the way or she's just truly confused. Whatever it is, the lady's off kilter, okay? And so she comes to the salon. We begin to debunk what she believes is the quote-unquote problem with the child's hair and put the onus back on her and empower her with what? The right products, the right tools, and the right techniques. And of course, I throw in a good hefty dose of racism and the classification and how they've used that to assign to uh, people of the African diaspora as if we were some type of cookie that you can cut into a mold and we all have the same hair. And so she got that, you know, she's a learned woman, you know, she's a surgeon. Now I'm not saying surgeons know everything, you know, whether they're from Bulgaria or from America, but she gets the concept of, you know, how things are, you know, mistaught, things of that nature. And so she brought the kid back and the hair was just the guys back into the tangles, you know. And so the mother um, watched her child cry as we detangled the child's hair. And the mother became outraged, guys. She was totally enraged. And I know you guys are going, why? Why was she so upset because her child was crying? Because she didn't comb her hair. You want to know why she was so upset? Because her child was crying? She was upset because this was out of her own mouth with a salon full of people. Because she was told that black people knew no science and that we had this magic detangling wand to untangle a child's hair without making me cry. And that her money and her physically watching over me could make this happen. I know you guys are like, oh, hell to the no. Oh, hell to the yes. This is why this podcast, this is why Black Lives Matter, this is why we need to speak the language of the descendants of, colon of colonizers because it is the justification of race that those colonizers used to justify slavery. And all of those European nations, including Bulgaria, agreed to subscribe to what? The myth that race was real. They wanted to be categorized as white, classified as white. Why? Because of privilege. 
Well, let me tell you people who are listening to this vlog, that ain't going to save your ass from your hair. It will not. You're going to be assigned to all the privilege in the world. You still have to have the right products, the right tools, and the right techniques. So you can best believe she was in tears as I broke down the stuff. She was in tears as she cried, but she was confused. And of course, with all the empathy that I, as a descendant from Africa, because we only believe in the potential for greatness, even in its ugliness, I use all of the poise and calmness and intelligence that I could muster up to assure her that Africans, that Black people are not stupid people, we are learned people as well, and we do too know science, and we can help you, we can empower you. However, the onus lies on you. And for that, your cost will still be $250. I know that's petty. Anywho, coming up, the next example is the they say syndrome when it comes to techniques. And I'm going to do a video on they say on YouTube. So you can watch this video later on today. I'm going to upload it on the they say syndrome. And of course, I'm going to precurse it with this story again. So if you want to see me talk about it, check me out on YouTube later on today at my loop on my YouTube channel, Nadosha Wright. And so the they say syndrome of the techniques um, again, are, are pretty much coming from um, the they who pretty much don't know what they're talking about or the they that's made up because the caregiver just really doesn't either understand. And sometimes, you know what, guys, they just outright don't want to do the hair. So let me tell you about they say. Uh, those of the they say that tell you all these things about what not to do to hair, typically they don't have any hair. So if you're going to listen to what they say, I'm going to recommend that whoever gives you advice about hair, number one, they must have some hair on their head or access to a mannequin or another human. Somehow, some way, they need to be involved with hair because after all, that's what you're talking about. So can a bald-headed barber or hairstylist or a person who has no hair teach you about hair? Yes, but they need to have hair to explain the concepts and the principles and the actions needed to do what? Use the right products, the right tools, and the right techniques. So that's number one. Number two, when it comes to the they say syndrome of hair, I'm going to go back to my favorite MC of all times, KRS-One. If you want to hear a fresh mind, go to the source. Go to the source of they say. See if there's any way, per the Amarasqua and the Kafi Paisai Masi Warriors, can you find the scientific literacy into what they said? Can you backtrack? Can you somehow trace what they are saying as evidence, as proof that Black people should not comb their hair? Can you find that evidence? The answer will probably be no. You want to know why? <laughs> because we have been combs. <laughs> so how could we be the people who should not be combing hair? 
So don't listen to what they say when they say we should not comb our hair. When they say we cannot wash our hair, meaning people of the African diaspora, African Americans, or including people with textured hair, cannot wash their hair like white people or people with straighter textures. Again, can you trace what they say back to its origins that of that being true? The answer will emphatically be no. Why? Because when you trace back the history of cleanliness, what you're gonna pretty much find in various cultures is that they borrowed the whole cleaning process from other cultures and that this is not braggadocious, but that we know for sure that soap, you know, was, 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 was created, you know, in Africa as well. So we can't say that Africans did not wash up. We did too wash up as other people in other societies and other cultures. Now, who did it first? Every culture is going to have the claim that our culture or our nation invented it first. I think that's a little bit petty. If you want to go there, again, it requires more research. But what I can tell you is that there is no evidence in history that Africans did not wash their hair. Did they shave it off? Yes. But they also cleanse their hair as well. So these things that they say are not true. And I know what you're thinking. Girl, I got to raise two kids. I ain't got time to be going through no books and so on and so forth. Okay, that's fine. Well, do not repeat that. Okay? Don't repeat it. Just start your history with your family right now, today, right now. So there you have it. That is what I'm talking about when I talk about technique. So number one, technique does require skill, dexterity, strength, might, finesse, precision, deductive reasoning, timing, empathy, technique. All of these things are required. You know, when you're talking about technique, the skills needed to comb hair, style hair. You see what I'm going with this? Number two, the they say syndrome. Oh, back up, boy. If you want to hear a fresh rhyme, go to the source. Per the Coffee Pie Side Masi Warriors and the Amirah Squad's Unk. Please be scientific literate and make sure you have your facts. Be careful with spreading untruths amongst people because it's worse than poison. It kills, okay? Sometimes poison doesn't kill. Some things can definitely kill, all right? So there you have it, all right? Now, again, you can catch me where on all of the social media platforms. Check this out live and direct on YouTube. Follow me for more support. You can subscribe, rather, to my Patreon.GlobalHairCare, where you can become a member to learn more about hair care solutions on the various levels, from beginners all the way to professionals. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and yes, I have a website, lwrightbooks.com. And you can, if you just got to have an appointment with me, you can book with me at uh, rdthairsalon.com or you can request, I'm sorry, you can request an appointment at rdthairsalon.com, uh, right? Okay, guys, you have been wonderful. If you're out there protesting, again, power to the people. We do appreciate you. By the way, I bought my very first membership to become a member of the NAACP today. So here's a shameless plug. 
please join the NAACP. No, they did not pay me to say this, but we need to be more involved uh, as best we can. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys. You know what I say when I'm always signing out. Now, of course, share the podcast, all right? And then number two, peace, love, and hair. And if you ain't got no hair, don't want no hair, interested no hair, I, I just, I, you don't care nothing about these techniques I just talked about. <laughs> then just rub your beautiful ball head, okay? Peace out, my good people. I love you. Stay strong. Peace and black.